Shalom, shalom. Welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end using the original language as a guide. Today we are in 2 Samuel chapter 6, reading from the New King James Version Bible. I pray Father God opens our eyes, ears, and hearts to his truth and his truth alone. Chapter 6, verse 1. Again, David gathered all the choice men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Baale, Judah, to bring up from there the ark of God, whose name is called by the name Yahweh Sevaot, Lord of hosts. That means like Lord of armies in Hebrew, who dwells between the cherubim. This is why it's like when it talks about the armies of Israel, it's talking about this. It's like groups of embattled people. Um, um, of soldiers, basically, little groups of army people. <laughs> That's what that word means. Yahweh, civil old, is how you pronounce that. So they set the ark of God, listen to this. So they set the ark of God on a new cart. Hey, this sounds pretty holy. This sounds pretty righteous. This sounds pretty good, right? Nope. Do you remember what the Torah said to do with the ark of God? If you don't, um, we'll talk about it here in a minute. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart. I am so sorry for the stumbling. I have allergy eyes today because it's very pollinated here. <laughs> Verse 4. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. Then David and all the house of Israel played music before Yahweh and all kinds of instruments of fir wood, on harps, on stringed instruments, on tambourines, on sistrums, and on cymbals. Do you see what sacrifice and what joy they're giving to Yahweh? This is from their heart, but their hearts are deceptive. They transgress the commandment, and you're going to see what happens. And when they came to Nahon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of Elohim and took hold of it. The words his hand is added in there to, for clarification. Those words are not in the Hebrew, but they understood that's what he did. Because when he stretched it out, it's basically saying he stretched out um, to, to take hold of it. Well, they're, they're inferring it's his hand. For the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of Yahweh was aroused against Uzzah, and Elohim struck him there for his error or for his irreverence. And he died there by the ark of God. Now, most people say, oh my gosh, how mean was God? But God would say, how negligent were my people. In the Torah, the ark, we were commanded back in the book of Exodus to carry the ark on the shoulders of the priests. And there was the, the one family of the priests were in charge of these items. These were to be carried with poles on the shoulders of the priest. They were not to be touched. Your heart can be completely pure when you are going to Sunday church. We are not to enter false places of high worship. I'm sorry, high places of false worship. I sat there for a moment. I'm like, I think I switched that. You can... Pretend Christmas is about God and pretend to honor Yeshua and say, I'm so thankful he was born, but we were commanded not to partake in pagan ceremonies. We were commanded have nothing to do with the way the pagans worshiped their gods and do not take those same ways and make them about God. And that's exactly what Christmas was, a pagan holiday for the false god of Sol called the Feast of Saturnalia. 
and there were also elements of Mithra worship in that that time. Tammuz goes with it. It's the whole shebang. We cannot transgress the commandments of God to try and serve him and obey him. We do not tell him, be served our way because our hearts are pure. This is what it means when you do not make a replacement ceremony for Passover. We are in punishment. We are in time out. The commandment is very specific. Deuteronomy 12 through 18. Read it. There is a number of times. The Passover may only be eaten at the temple in the prescribed place of worship. We cannot now say, but my heart's back, turning back to you. I love you. I obey you. I want to do this again. But there's a prescribed way and manner. There is a time and place coming where we will again completely and wholeheartedly take part in the Passover sacrifice and an offering and um, ceremony as it is commanded to be done at the temple. We cannot do it in our homes. We are told you cannot do it. it physically says, do not do this within your own homes. Therefore, we do not have the arrogant... We do not have the ability to be arrogant against God and do it within our homes. It's the same thing with the Feast of Tabernacles. We are not told to assemble in communities around our homes, with our homes, or where we live, or in America. We are told specifically to only assemble at Jerusalem. So we cannot say to God, your commandment is null and void because I want to do it my way. We need to then obey the commandment in Zephaniah 3.18, to mourn for the feasts that we have lost. Because in that mourning, there creates a sense of our hearts are awakened to the what we have lost. We remember, just like when you're joyful, your heart awakens with joy in life. When you put a smile on your face, your body reacts to that. When you mourn, your body reacts to that. And God wants us to feel penitent for what we have done and what our fathers did. To cry out, to admit our wrongdoing, to have a contrite and humble heart before him so that he can restore us. And I know because he spoke it in my ear. And he has shown me and confirmed every single word. The people who have fought were judged. I physically would share this message with people. And when they would fight, I would see the judgment coming upon them when they would fight God. Please, may we all seek to strive to obey Yahweh with a pure heart. And not just worship him, even though we're happy, even though we're meaning it with good intentions. David was dancing and playing music. They were so doing everything what seemed into a humanistic mind great. But Yahweh was angry for his irreverence. Are you being irreverent to God? Let's check yourself. And David became angry because of Yahweh's outbreak against Uzzah. So here's David now angry. He's like, what the heck? What did God do? And we've all been there as well. And he called the name of Perez Uzzah to this day because Perez means outbreak. It's outbreak against Uzzah. The, David was afraid of Yahweh that day. Here's the reason he was afraid. And a lot of people are. When judgment comes to you, when cancer comes to you, when teeth infection comes to you, when heart disease comes to you, you get afraid. Like, what is God doing? What is, what's he doing to me? Why is he abandoning me? But you're going to see that David does turn it around at some point. And I don't believe it's in this chapter that it's explained. Um, I didn't read through it first. I'm sorry, we're going with the flow here. But... Um, we see that David inquires of Yahweh, realizes they had broken the commandment in the Torah to carry it on the, the Kohathites' shoulders. I believe it's the Kohathites. Um, and then he repents. But here, all David sees is the wrath of God, the judgment of God. So he's afraid because he doesn't understand. He's like, wow, how can the Ark of Yahweh come to me? So David would not move the Ark of Yahweh with him into the city of David. But David took it aside, aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. Now, <laughs> I find that funny. It's like, he's like, here, you, you take it. I don't, know, I don't know what's wrong with it. 
but, but you take it. Um, because, you know, I don't want to destroy the ark, but I don't know what to do with it. So here you go. Obed Edom means servant of Edom. Verse 11, the ark of Yahweh remained in the house of Obed Edom the Gittite three months, and Yahweh blessed Obed Edom and all his household. So Yahweh was making a sign to David, hey, the ark isn't the bad thing. Look at, I'm blessing him. He has the ark right at his place. Look at the blessings I'm pouring out of him. He was trying to teach David through this. Now it was told King David saying, Yahweh has blessed all the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. Now, okay, let's read verse 13. And so it was when those bearing the ark of Yahweh had gone six paces that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. Now there is another book. We're going to get to it. And I believe it's in the Chronicles. Let me see here the cross reference. Yep, it's 1 Chronicles 15 and 16. So you can go read it on your own before we get there if you need to. David had read then in the Torah, they brought out the book of the law, and they realized that only the Levites had to carry it on their shoulder. David was like, okay, we messed up. We didn't do it the prescribed way. He literally says that in the, you'll go read it. Um, He says, we messed up. We didn't do it the way God said. So David now had joy in his heart because he realized why he had had been stricken. This is the same thing with us people. When things are going bad in our life or we get in trouble, we need to turn to Yahweh back to his Torah and say, what did I do wrong, Father? Teach me so I can be forgiven. Teach me so your grace can fall upon me. Teach me so your blessing can be back on me. Help me to understand where I transgressed you. Help me to do the right way. And why the six steps? Six is the number of man. So I believe he took six steps and then on, and then they took six paces to show like this was a man's way that we had sinned in. We had sinned doing man's traditions. We did not look at your Torah. We just wanted to, we put it on a new ark. We thought we were doing everything right. We even built a no new ark. I mean, come on, that's a big thing. But we still did it our way. So they sacrificed as an offering and a testament, like saying, look, I messed up. I'm sorry. Then David danced before Yahweh with all his might. Do you notice after the forgiveness and the understanding came, he danced again. He rejoiced again. And that's how it's going to feel with you. If you're in a season of being disciplined or, or taught or you have sinned, when you turn back to God and he forgives you, oh my gosh, what a, what a wonderful feeling to be forgiven <laughs> and to know the gracious mercy of a God who, who we don't even deserve one glance of his eyes our way, yet he loves us and wants to forgive us and leads us in the right path. Man, he's good. And David was wearing a linen ephod. Do you know that that was actually wrong because you're not supposed to do that? But he was not wrong in doing it because he's a prophetic picture. This is where people who try to live by the letter of the law get so entangled. Because here we just saw where David broke the letter of the law. But now we see where he's wearing a linen ephod, you know, kind of like what the priest would wear. This is where you have to be walking in tune with Yahweh and understand. The reverence... Uh, the irreverence of not putting it on the priest's shoulders was huge. This one, David had to understand his place as a picture of the Messiah who will be both priest and king. Now, David didn't do the offerings himself. The priest did. But he wore the linen ephod as a symbol here. You have to... I, remember in, Genesis, in Exodus chapter 3, God says his name is, I will be who I will be. This is where some people say God is so confusing. Right here, he judged David, and then David did again something that technically wouldn't be okay in the Torah. Like, remember when David and his men ate the showbread? That's actually a sin. But they weren't struck, they weren't killed, they weren't plagued. Because God desires mercy, not sacrifice. Yeshua used that example in the New Testament. He says, hey, 
David and his men did what was unlawful, but it was actually right in the moment. But here, see, there was, a, there was the ability for David and his men to have read the Torah, understand the rules, and build the proper, I'm sorry, have the proper poles and the priests in place to bring in the ark. Yahweh used it to make an example. This is where I get it. If you don't have the heart of God, if you don't press into him and truly understand his heart, you're going to be confused by him. And I apologize because I do know that's the case. But when you know your father, what you see is in this instant, he needed to set his reverence. He needed to set in order his holiness. He needed to make himself stand out because there was a negligence, a duty, um, a willful negligence of the Torah. Whereas on the other hand, he's like, hey, Yahweh, or David, this is, this is the prophetic picture of you. I need you to do this. I have been told to wash dishes on Sabbath because people were coming the next day and I didn't have enough dishes and I didn't at that point in our life. So I obeyed, even though I was like a little bit nervous. <laughs> I was like, I just heard God tell me to wash the dishes. But sure enough, those people came for Sabbath and I was glad I listened. But then other times I'll hear Yahweh say, no, no, it's Sabbath, rest. That can wait until tomorrow. You must learn his voice and press in. And I am praying that everybody listening to this, that their ears would be so open to the voice of God, that you would all be so mightily anointed with the Holy Spirit, that never again would you doubt, never again would you transgress, never again would you go the wrong way because your submissive, humble hearts that he will grant you would hear only his voice. Okay, let's keep reading. So he was dancing after the forgiveness. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of Yahweh with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. Now, as the ark of Yahweh came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before Yahweh. Man, how beautiful. And she despised him in her heart because she's like, oh my gosh, like a ham twirling before the people. Ooh, Michael, Saul's daughter. Don't be, my, don't be Saul's daughter. Don't hate those worshiping Yahweh. Don't despise those worshiping Yahweh. I mean, we are. I mean, I kind of get jumpy. Like when I'm in a group and somebody's playing worship, and man, I can like jump up and down. And I, I worship with all my heart. I dance in the aisles. I do. <laughs> I don't care what anybody thinks of me. But you might look at me if you're a daughter or son of Saul and despise me like, oh my gosh, how, how horrible, how undignified. Yeah, well, I'll be more undignified than this. Just give me a chance. <laughs> I love my God. So don't be un from Saul's lineages, those who do their own works, their own ways, pretend they call on Yahweh, and then are jealous of those who do right. That's, again, this is passing down to Michael. Saul eyed David with suspicion and, and was very jealous of him because David was doing right. And here we see Michael doing the same thing. Verse 17. It's, it's Michal, but I say Michael because most people would pronounce it that. So they brought the Ark of Yahweh and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. So sorry, I have to turn the page. Then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before Yahweh. And when David had finished offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of Yahweh of old. Then he distributed among all the people, among the whole multitude of Israel, both the women and the men, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of, and it doesn't say of meat in um, Hebrew there, but it's just inferred, and a cake of raisins. I love raisins. I would love it. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. Then David returned to bless his household. And Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. 
She was very contemptuous. <laughs> I love David's response. So David said to Michal, It was before Yahweh who chose me instead of your father and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of Yahweh over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before Yahweh. doesn't say music again. That's added in, but it's inferred. And I will be even more undignified than this and will be humble in my own sight. But as for the maidservants of whom you have spoken, by them I will be held in honor. The Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. She was childless because she despised her husband, and I believe it's because he probably didn't go into her. He probably rejected her for her... That was a wretched, horrible comment. That was wretched, despite... Oh, just how mean and nasty... May we pray to have hearts that are not like Michal, but may we have, pray to have hearts that are like David. And may we be blessed like Obed-Edom, and may the ark of God dwell within our hearts spiritually, but physically may he come and restore Jerusalem, his temple, and may his name be glorified in all the earth. I love you all. Have a blessed day.